0: story starts somewhere. In this podcast, we'll take you to the four corners of Ireland, from craggy cliffs and bare-topped hills, to bog-drowned fields and sacred wells. Who knows where we'll end up? In the 1930s, the National Folklore Commission asked schoolchildren all over the country to collect stories and folklore in their local area. Thousands of children went home to their parents, grandparents and neighbours and gathered tales of the past from their elders. These were local tales about magical hills, miraculous lakes and life-saving wells dotted across the landscape. These stories formed the basis for our adventure. But come with us now as we join our storyteller I wonder where we'll begin today. This is Where the Story Begins. Hello
1: there and welcome to Where the Story Begins. My name is Sarah and I am a storyteller in the National Leprechaun Museum. This story is from the west of Ireland. Now, I've got to give a bit of context to this story. You see, this story, it involves a lot of uh, weird Irish names. It involves some Irish mythological figures that you've never heard of. And it involves breastfeeding. Yes, listen, Irish stories are very strange, lads. I don't know how to explain this. I often get told by people, oh, tell my little child a little Irish story. And I would think, oh, I'll tell them a nice, happy story. You know, the famous stories, the children of Lear. I'll tell them the giant's causeway. I'll tell them the king with the horse's ears. That's a child's story. And as I start to tell the story, the child's face lights up. And then as the story continues on, the little child's face tends to (laughs) fade away and look very scared. I don't know if it's my voice. I don't know if I have a tendency to go dark with my stories. Or maybe I just tell the stories accurately. And I really need to change them. Because that's the problem with Irish stories. A lot of them are very, very violent. you got to remember that a hundred or two years ago, Irish people didn't have the same sense of humour that we do now. Nowadays, we have a strange sense of humour. And some of it's very dark and morbid, but not like the 1800s. I mean, we were in dark times. And so sometimes... How to get that out of your system is have a good laugh at someone else's misfortunes. I think Pawdy in the museum is a prime example of that. He loves laughing at all these stories. Or maybe he just finds them fascinating. I'm not sure. Now this story is from County Clare. County Clare is famous for its beautiful scenery, but it's also famous for a few things in Ireland, particularly the famous festival Listern Varna. In the 1980s there was the Listern Varna Music Festival, And I grew up hearing stories of my mother telling me all the wild things she got up Now, when I was young, she didn't tell me much. She told me vague stories of all the dancing, all the fun, all the flirting. But the thing is, when I was very young, someone mentioned the Listernvarna varna matchmaking festival. And I assumed, oh, that's what what mum used to be talking about. And I remember like being 14 saying, oh, mum, when you used to go to the matchmaking festival, and she just looked to me like, Excuse me, what? And then I realised I was mixing the two up. Isn't it strange that such a small village has a a very, very famous matchmaking festival and in the 80s had a music festival and, of course, the very famous Christy Moore song. We love you, Christy Moore. Now, I could go on and on about the matchmaking festival. I could go on and on about Lister and Varna and the Irish music scene, but I won't. I'm going to get into my story. Because otherwise I'll get distracted. Now, we start this story less than a hundred years ago. There was once a woman called Biddy Manahan. Now, Biddy Manahan, she married a man named Patrick. And the two of them, well, they lived in a little cottage beside the sea. And she gave birth to a beautiful baby girl named Neve. The two of them were madly in love and they loved their daughter. But here's the thing. When you just give birth... And uh, you have to listen to a screaming child day after day. Sometimes you want a bit of a break. Actually, I'm sure all the time you want a bit of a break. But once a day, she passed over the screaming baby to her husband and he would mind the baby and she would go down to the beach to clear her head for a bit. And she loved the beach. She loved the sea. She grew up by it. But one day, as she was going off for her, you know, hourly walk, She felt something strange in the water, a strange energy, an air about the waves. It sort of grabbed her. It made her gravitate. It made her pull into the ocean. She didn't understand why, but she could feel her legs walk towards the sea. She felt the water by her knees, by her hips. And then suddenly she was pulled down under the water. She went down for miles and miles under waves and waves. She couldn't open her eyes. She couldn't breathe. She couldn't think as the pressure around her pulled her in. And then suddenly, she collapsed in a pool of sand. She looked She looked up and instead of a sky, there was a beautiful, shining sea. She was so confused, so lost. Was this a dream? But in front of her very eyes was a large man. This man was very tall. He wore beautiful gold-plated armour, a crown of seashells and gold, and he had long brown hair. And he had a rather dazzling smile. She couldn't help but blush. Who was this strange creature before her? And he introduced himself. I am Mananon MacLear, King of the Ocean. And when she heard that, what did Biddy Mannan do? Well, she climbed up out of the sand, walked up towards the large man and slapped him dead in the face. Oh, that makes, oh, I love that part of the story. makes me so happy. Now, why'd you do that? Well, Mannaghan Maclear, according to Irish legend, was the king of the ocean. He was from an ancient race of people in Ireland called the Tuatha de Danann, and he was extremely powerful. And he was a bit of a playboy. Many, many women, apparently heard tales of people being whisked away to a far off land by him. And uh, she didn't want to be one of these women. And she told him as much. And she explained she was a loyal woman to her husband, to her, yeah, Patrick. And she had a beautiful baby girl. Now that made him start to laugh. And he explained that was the exact reason why he brought Biddy down. And he asked her to follow him into his castle, and she agreed. I mean, she had nowhere else to go; she couldn't escape. So she walked with the king into a beautiful palace of marble and gold. They went up a beautiful spiral staircase, and when they reached the top, he opened a large door into a bedchamber, and there was a woman on a four-poster bed, rocking back and forth. And when Biddy walked over to this hysteric woman, she looked in the woman's arms and. There was a sleeping baby. The woman, wordless, passed the baby over to Biddy, and Mananon explained that this was his wife, Fond. And Fond had just given birth to a beautiful boy, the future king. But she had been cursed by a witch of the sea, a former jealous lover, and she could not have any breast milk. No one in their kingdom had breast milk and the baby needed to survive. Biddy was very confused about all this behaviour, but listen, she was a good woman. She didn't want the baby to go hungry, so she took out her breast and she let the baby feed. And when the baby finally let go of the suckling breast, well, the mother finally spoke and she cried tears of joy and she brought Biddy into the next room. And in the next room, well... It was a beautiful room of ball gowns, crowns, jewellery. And Fawn gave her a beautiful purple dress, a beautiful golden crown, and a beautiful seashell necklace. Biddy felt so beautiful. But she had only done this one thing. She didn't deserve all this. But Fawn said nonsense. And she brought Biddy down the spiral staircase. And at the end of the spiral staircase was a beautiful banquet hall. And at that banquet hall, there was a gorgeous table filled with all kinds of food from around the world Biddy had never seen before. There was all these strange creatures wearing beautiful ball gowns. And at the very end of the table, on the opposite side, was Manon MacLear. He announced to the room that this was the guest of honour, Biddy Mannahan, a human, and she had saved his son. And everyone cheered and they all clapped their hands. Biddy couldn't believe it. Here she was, a farmer's daughter, being treated with such splendour. She sat down and she thanked the servants who gave her all this food. But Biddy looked at the eyes of these servants and she almost could look right through them. Everyone else was wearing beautiful dresses, suits with silks and gold, but these servants, they wore tattered rags and their eyes were cloudy with fear. She looked at one of the servants, and she could swear she heard the servant girl's voice in her head, crying out to her, Don't eat the food. And the servants passed away, and instead of eating, she turned to Fawn and said she was not hungry. Malanon seemed to have heard that from the other end of the table and perked up, "'Why, Biddy, we have brought you all of this food. "'Why don't you eat? You must be hungry.' "'And she insisted she would not have a bite. "'And the politeness turned to anger in Mananon's face. "'We have brought you here, treated you to this finery, "'yet you refuse our hospitality.' (laughs) "'Biddy, she shook her head again, fear rising up inside her. "'Mananon stood up from his throne.' Banged on the table and demanded that Biddy eat. And in an instant, she knew in her heart she needed to run. She pushed away from the table and started to run. She tried to find the exit, the door she came in. But when she reached the entrance hall, the door had disappeared. She needed to escape quick. She heard guards, all those dignitaries she needed to escape. She realised the servants. There must be a servant hall. So she tried to find the corridors. Dark corridors. And she followed all around, up and down the stairs, anywhere to go. And finally, she found at the end of a long corridor, a door. But the door was different than all the other doors. It was a wooden door, and it looked locked. Now, Biddy, she knew this must be the servant's door, so she tried to open it. She literally got her legs and kicked down the door, and she heard the voices of the servant's of guards getting closer and closer so quickly she ran through the doors but inside there was no light but she felt something like a veil curtains surrounding her so she pushed away all the curtains there must be something inside when she opened her eyes she noticed a light coming from above her and she felt the curtains all around the veil had transformed into water She was now under the sea, and suddenly she knew she needed to swim. She swam further and further, higher and higher towards the light, and just as if her lungs were about to finally give out, she reached the surface just in time. She swam towards the beach, and it was the same beach she had went on that day earlier. So she climbed up the mountain, Back to her cottage and burst through the door. And there Patrick saw his wife dressed in a beautiful purple dress, seashell necklace, and a ragged golden crown. But from the backs of his feet came a little girl, and that little girl was not a baby, but their ten year old daughter, Neve. From that day on, the Manahan family. Never went near that beach again. And the people of Clare from that day on heard stories of the king of the ocean and all the terrible things he'd do to protect his family. Ooh, (laughs) bit of an intense story. The thing is, that's the less intense version of that story. Surprisingly, yeah. And you can understand why I accidentally scare children. But I mean, I don't mean to, I don't, I don't do it on actual tours. It's just when it's like, you know, on the spot, on the street, someone who knows me. Oh, you tell stories, tell my child a story. And I panic. Oh, (laughs) that's an end to that story. Guys, I hope you all have a wonderful, safe week. Please stay indoors. Don't do anything your mothers wouldn't do. And, you know, bye. Bye, everybody.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Where the Story Begins, brought to you by the National Leprechaun Museum. You can find out more about this story, this place, and many others by checking out the website of the National Folklore Collection, duchas.ie. That's d-u-c-h-a-s dot i-e. You can also find out more about this place on loganim.ie. Place names database of Ireland. That's logain dot I E. The National Leprechaun Museum celebrates Irish folklore and mythology through the oral storytelling tradition. You can find us on Jervis Street in Dublin, Ireland, and on Museum dot
1: Today's shamfuckle. Na tri is far, ak na tri naida is massa. Tina guh is ishka. The three best friends and the three worst enemies, fire, wind and water.